Drivers, how are you doing? Welcome back to the tavern. We're going over the Dixie Vodka 400. What an ironic name for everything that's happened in the past seven days. But before we get into that, I just want to show you the website. I just want to show you what we got going on. So if you Google DFS Tavern, use the link in the description. However you want, just hit the hello friend. Welcome to DFS Tavern link right there. It'll take you to this page. And we got the PGA tab, the UFC tab, which I would advise you guys use since these are here. These sports are back. I would highly advise you use them because that's what I use. But here is the NASCAR page right here. You see our Dixie Vodka 400 page, our DK contest, our stat model. Just hit that button. It'll bring up the stat model in a separate tab. You got everything you need right here. If you don't have a sheet or if you want to compare this one to others, this one's 100% free that you can use. I would highly advise checking this one out. Everything's color coordinated, highlighted, everything you're going to want to pay attention to. Weight, past track history, past track type, all these informations that you want to see. Very easy to find, very easy to look at. FanDuel uh, list, the entry fees, uh, who's crew chief in each car, if these guys are sponsored and whatnot, highly advise you guys to go check that out. And here's our DK contest. If you would like a chance to win an entry in the next week's contest, let me know what manufacturer you think is going to dominate this race. As we've seen throughout the 1.5 miles and in intermediate tracks, we've seen two to three leaders and whatnot, but does it really matter what model it is anymore? I think it does. I think the Toyotas and Fords just outclass the Chevys here. I don't even see the Chevys showing up, really. Um, I think it's going to be a Ford driver or a Toyota driver uh, taking down this win. But what manufacturer do you guys think is going to dominate the majority of this race? Now let's get right into the stats here, into the stuff that I think you need to know. One thing that I want you to note uh, and that I really want you to pay attention to is that people are going to be looking at track history like crazy we've only we only race here once a year and you got to remember that this race has also been the championship race for what is it at least the last couple years you know last last five seven ten fifteen twenty whatever it is it's been we haven't crowned a champion at anywhere other than homestead um in a long time and atlanta was the last place for that so you got to remember these guys only race here once a year and typically it's only been four guys really racing in this race. Nobody wants to get involved in the championship contenders. Nobody wants to ruin the championship. So usually it's whoever the four people are in the championship just outclassing the field, just running laps around them. And it's usually just those four guys running around. So just take that at a caution when you look at these track history numbers for people like Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamilton, these guys, like you're going to want to make sure that, oh wow, these guys have been good, but yet again, it was just four guys just being allowed to run away with the race. So just remember that. Um, so take track history lightly. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus more on how these guys are running recently, how they're running on intermediate, on intermediate tracks, on how they're running on the 1.5 miles. Uh, and even how they ran at Atlanta be or at Auto Club because uh, that's a track that you want to run the high side here, here and there. And that's a flat track just like Homestead. I mean, it's not flat, but, you know, it's flatter compared to Atlanta, compared to Darlington, Charlotte. So you're going to want to pay attention to those. Now, if you're looking at driver's stats, uh, I'm going to get this out of the way for you right here. This, These are the guys that I imagine the majority of the spreadsheets, the optimizers are going to point you to, and for good reason. I mean, if you look at Kyle Busch, in the last four races, he has the first, fourth, second, sixth, and first finishing positions. His DK ranks in those races have been second, eighth, second, and fifth. Mark Truex Jr., his last five races 
have or his last four races have been second, second, first, and 36 with his DK or DFS rankings being first, fourth, third, and 39th. Logano, fifth, first, sixth, fourth, and fourth with his DF ranks at 9164 for four of those races. And then Harvick, his last four races have been fourth, third, fourth, third with his DFS ranks three, third, second, fourth, and second. Now, why am I saying this? Anyway, I basically just told you the guys who have been in the final four the last four years. So everything's going to point you towards these guys. If I had to rank these guys right now based on the track history themselves and how they're running between these four guys, I'd probably go, Ky I'd probably go Kyle, Kevin, uh, Joey. Those would be the guys I would look at there. But that's not... That's not my point on Dominators. I'm just getting that out of the way because you're going to see a lot of people pointing toward these guys. You're going to see a lot of stat sheets pointing towards these guys. You're going to see green all around for these guys. So I'm just letting you know why it's telling you that. Those are the four guys, probably the four favorites going into this race. Now, going into this, looking at Dominator points, the average Dominator points have been the first rank like I did last weekend. The, the, the person who typically has the most Dominator ranks usually has around 55 could be a bit more, could be a bit less, but that's the average. Second place on Dominator points usually has 35.5. Third has 28.5. So what does this mean in our lineups? You want two to three Dominators or a balanced lineup. So say if you go for two Dominators that you like and then kind of build out your lineup from there on out with, you know, quote-unquote safer guys without doing punts. I'm going to argue, and I'll get into this later, that I think this is a week that you should do a punt play. I know I don't normally advise that. I don't normally do that myself, but I'm really liking a, a 4500 a 4600 a $4,700 punt this week. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get there. So not worrying about track history, things like that. I'm focusing on uh, the recent form, like I said. And if I happen to land on people with the good track history, you know, I'm going to them based on other stats. I'm not just choosing them purely based on track history because we've seen that ownership due to that has just been wild you also got to remember that pit road has played a huge factor in who wins these races because nobody passes in these races anymore now, this package is horrible i don't know why it's it's being held above anything else they've ever ran um, but this trackage provides no on-track passing everything is done on pit road um, through the first pit stall through pit stall selection you're going to want to pay attention to that too so if you got a chance go and look at who's been fast on pit road and that's going to also point you in the right direction but looking at dominators looking at the guys i would imagine to dominate this race this is my list and then i'll tell you who i like above other people more so and more or less so obviously we're going to start with martin church jr at 11.4 on his dk pricing he has ran very well at the bigger tracks this season this season and he has gotten better. His his crew chief has gotten better. His pit crew has gotten better. We've seen improvements from this 19 car. And I'm not just saying that because he won at Martinsville this uh, past Wednesday. But if you look at Atlanta, he was fast at Atlanta. Martinsville, a track that was dominated by his pit crew, basically. I know he had a fast car, but his pit crew is helping him stay out in front. That's what we wanted to see. And that's what has cost him the few wins that he, he that he doesn't have so like if you look at the darlington race if you look at the atlanta race like he was he finished sixth and third in those races if he had a better pit crew in those races he probably would have won those kyle bush at ten thousand one hundred dollars kyle bush yet again very well this season he finished second at auto club second at darlington and second at atlanta that's what i want to see that's the type of recent racing the recent performance that i want to see out of these cars especially with no practice these guys are arriving these guys are finally back to arriving to the track correctly they whiffed at darlington 
and obviously Martinsville was a whole different shenanigan-filled fest there, but these guys are arriving fast with 1.5 miles. Kevin Harvick, he's just been great this year. He's been consistent. That's all I gotta say, really. I mean, he, there's nothing more to say. If you've been watching these races, if you're looking at stats, I mean, Harvick has been consistent. Kurt Busch, he has been one of the fastest cars on the track this year, but pit road and other mistakes have cost him his runs, have either cost him to start in the back, he started one lap down uh, at a race, starting just having horrible luck in terms of how his races are starting, but he has been mad fast at the intermediate at the 1.5 miles this year in the top 10 on speed, great value. Uh, Kurt Busch is certainly someone I am looking to honestly dominate this race. Maybe not dominate, not, not lead, maybe not half the race, but if he can lead, you know, 25%, 30% of the race starting 10th, that's what I like to see. Ryan Blaney, same as Kurt. He's had bad luck too at Fontana. He chickened out, went into pit when his tire was coming undone with about a couple uh, laps left in the race. He should have had a fantastic day at Auto Club, just didn't go his way there. Phoenix was wrecked. Uh, Darlington, the two Darlington races, who he had good cars, just end up being stuck in the pack, stuck in bad traffic. At Charlotte, the tracks where he was able to have clean air, run very well, finished third and fourth there, obviously wrecked at Bristol at the very start of the race. Atlanta came back to finish fourth there, finished second at Martinsville. That shows that they can arrive to the track fast. Honestly, I like Kurt Busch and Ryan Blaney as just solid plays you should do anyway. I'm sure a lot of people are talking about them, um, but they're way better than what they've been credited for and what their finishes are saying there. Um, Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano are my last two. Brad's just been a bit more consistent than Logano. Brad has lucked into the races that he's won. He hasn't necessarily dominated those races. He's just kind of you know walked into those, and, uh, and he ended up getting the, the wins there. The ranks of priority I have for those guys are Martin Tricks Jr., Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, and Ryan Blaney. Now, moving on to the value plays. We're going to get through this kind of quickly there since I've gone and yapped about these guys forever. Bell is just too expensive to use. I don't see that working out. Uh, what is he? He's $9,300. I don't see I don't see the love here. If he was $65,000, $7,000, even $8,000, I might go there, but ninety-three is just outrageous. That is, that's That's criminal right there i'd rather go to custer priest or mcdowell those would be the guys i'd go to anyway um but there's no reason to play christopher bell and i understand this coming from the guy who 100 percent faded harvick at atlanta and who somehow ended up having 60 percent at, at martinsville of harvick uh, but i'm somehow cashing in these gpps not taking anything down but not losing my butt there so christopher bell's my fate of the week here We'll see how that goes. And then uh, just plays that I like in general. Tyler Reddick, Matt Benedetto, Eric Amarola, Kenseth Stenhouse, Bubba, Jimmy, Alex Bowman, and Clint Boyer. The guys I would prioritize from those would be Tyler Reddick, Matt Benedetto, Alex, or Al Eric Amarola, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Bubba Wallace. And then um, GPPs, the guys I would focus on would be J.J. Yaley, Brennan Poole, Joey Gaze, Stenhouse, Clint Boyer, and Newman. I just feel like Newman is getting overlooked. Uh, he's in a weird place. He's $6,900 starting 14th. Not horrible. He has been finishing in the top 15 so far, but if you look at his pricing, $6,900, you'll see, oh, Ty Dillon's around him. Oh, Ryan Priest is a better you know, value play, if you want to look at it that way, at starting 33rd. Goldcuster's 35th. Um, Tyler Reddick's 24th. Uh, Eric Almirola is 21st. I just feel like Newman is going to get overlooked. And I would look towards him. And I feel like people are going to go back to Eric Jones again, which I don't blame you. He's been good as well. Um, but Newman should not carry a whole lot of ownership. I don't mind going Newman there. Uh, and then the pool, 
J.J. Gailey and Gase argument. So hear me out right here. $4,500 for J.J. Gailey. Look at his finishes this year on the bigger track, starting with Fontana. Finished 31st at Fontana. Finished 28th at the first Darlington race. Finished 28th in the second Darlington race. Charlotte, mechanical failure, finished 38th. Charlotte, number two, finished 34th with a mechanical issue there. Atlanta finished 36th. But, you know, if he can get a 28th, a 25th, I don't think he's going to kill you, especially if you if you shove in, you know, if, if there's three dominators and you shove in those guys there, I don't hate that, honestly. Brennan Poole, if you look at his finishes, Fontana, 32nd. Darlington, number one, 27th. Darlington, number two, mechanical failure, 37th. Uh, Charlotte number one, 31st, Charlotte two, 38th, Atlanta 30th, like he's starting 28th, that's that's not horrible, you know, if, if there's carnage or wrecks or whatever, or if you can just fit in everybody who just dominates the race and who has great value, I think that's a valuable way to go this week, I'm not going to do that in every lineup, but I think this is a week where you can do a one punt, I mean, you can build a good lineup, a balance, like I said, if you use Priest, Ty Dillon, Michael McDowell, Cole Custer, those guys. You don't even need to do a punt, but I, I honestly don't hate that punt idea this weekend. If you have any questions, please send me a tweet at Brandon Cruz DFS. Follow us on Twitter at DFS Tavern. Subscribe to the channel. Keep updated whenever we upload a video. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you later. And uh, best of luck. Have a great time. Have a great day.